welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 253. My name is Conor Mahern, and with me this week... When you hear your name called, don't get up right away, Rich Walker. Hello. And give us a minute, Alice Bell. Uh, It's Jimmy Kimmel's opening monologue from the Oscars. Close, but I'm going to have to pass it over. No idea. It is Mark Hamill joking about La La Land at this year's Oscars. Uh, Are you sure it's Mark? Because Jimmy Kimmel definitely said that in his opening monologue. I'm now questioning <laughs> with the, which one it was. Either way, yes, I'm on about the Oscars, obviously. Uh, the 90th Academy Awards, wow. I think, wasn't it? Feels like it's the 90th one every year, wasn't that? <laughs> Isn't it like the 92nd or something? Uh, I mean, potentially, but if the, if the 92nd has happened before, that's bad maths yeah, by I, the I Academy, I will say. Uh, were you happy with the, uh, the recipients? I have to confess I didn't pay much attention this year. Um, so Guillermo del Toro won Best Director and The Shape of Water won Best Film, which I think is I'm oh, happy it? about. I haven't oh, seen it uh, yet, but I really want to, and I really like Guillermo del Toro as a director, and he he did but, it. So yeah, I'm going to see that as soon as possible. And he did a nice speech where he said like, "I'm an immigrant. There are immigrants, you know, in this room," and called out some other um, Hispanic actors and directors and stuff. And um, so that was nice. Um, who else? Oh, Frances McDormand won Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, she got Meryl Streep to stand up. It was very good. Yeah. I really enjoyed that Stand part up, of Meryl. If you stand she, up, yeah, everyone will everyone do it. Will. She always did the cachet of Meryl <laughs> Streep. It was like, Meryl, come on, you stand. They all, they'll all have to. Because there is a point where everyone's looking around going, who's going to be the first yeah. to stand up? But it's like, Meryl Streep stands up. Well, we're all well, going we're to all fucking, stand up. Yeah, we're all yeah. standing up. So. Uh, and she said, you know, inclusion rider which is apparently a thing which I didn't know about but if you're an actor I mean I don't think anyone knew about yeah if you're an actor you can apparently in your um, contract for a movie say like this film uh, the cast and crew have to be inclusive or I'm off Mm. have to be diverse Mm. Um, uh, Sam Rockwell got best supporting also three billboards so good in three billboards he's a very good actor to be fair Mm. in this day and age do we all consume the Oscars through YouTube uh, like, <laughs> yeah. through ninety second clips. I'm not fucking get like staying up. I'm, well, first like, of all, I'm not staying up, and also, my God, they go on they go for on a long. while, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Unless in recent years they've they've shortened the the runtime a bit. But I remember the Oscars going on for like they six, seven hours, time, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, um, look, like, we get it. Just, just hand out the awards. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but then it's like, fucking, um, you know, I don't know this lad who made. The Brilliant tea and staff, and it's like <laughs> fair play, you know. The making making important. good tea very yeah. important. Some would say the most important job. Nothing would get done, yeah, without tea. But True. at the same time, they're probably amongst the 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 general public. There are like six awards that people care about. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe seven. <laughs> but I see you could shorten the Oscars down yeah. so much. Oh, mm. Gary Oldman got um. <clears throat> Best male lead for playing uh, an old man playing Churchill. Yes, an old man. Uh, uh, and then I some have. of my friends like took to social media to be like, "Look, Churchill was a cunt." Well, I haven't seen Darkest Hour. However, I can only imagine it isn't a two-hour puff piece uh, about oh, no. Winston Churchill. I imagine it goes really deep into his character and explores all avenues some of, of the, stuff he the did man. In, you know, Africa and yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say it's a fascinating. <laughs> I, I, um, I can't get over that annoying made-up tube journey they shoehorned in. What? There's a there's in the film there's a a tube journey that Churchill takes where all the people are like oh you know oh, not, uh, yeah <laughs> and it never happened he never took that tube journey because he would have wanted to be touched by the pro yeah no exactly <laughs> on to the video game news this week and this is uh, starting off quite a quite a a belter, yeah. really. <laughs> We're going heavy. Uh, we most on. certainly do because um, the ESA is apparently going to be meeting with uh, members of Trump's administration in the White House this week, I believe. Uh, at first, so Trump basically took. Uh, did he? Am I right in saying he took to Twitter? Um, right. And he said a lot said, of things. Trump I mean, I suppose he said, he, said, he, said a, he said right. a lot of things, but uh, speaking to his, his cabinet in, in meetings and stuff like that, after uh, the recent shooting in uh, Parkland, Florida, he spoke to people in his administration about, you know, 
I suppose, measures to try and preventative measures yeah. um, going forward. And it was discussed about uh, violence on TV and video games and the effect that that has on uh, young people today. Mm. So then it was said that there was going to be a meeting between, uh, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was like video game industry representatives or something and yeah. the White House, right? But then you had the likes, like fairly prominent people within the video game industry saying, I have no idea what this is about. I haven't been contacted. Uh, now, the ESA... Who, Tweet first, ask questions later. Yeah. yeah. The ESA, the ESA, ESA excuse me, uh, at the time said they were like, no, we, we haven't heard anything. Now, they will be meeting with them, but there are no... None of the ESA's members, like Activision, Ubisoft, whomever, the big boys, EA, mm. uh, are apparently going to be there, or at least as far as we're aware, really. Mm. Now, what... Like what this is going like the 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 content of the meeting I suppose isn't known I don't know will we ever know that um, is it going to be Trump going guys could you not make violent games anymore please can you can you have yeah. people well, well, it's, 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 it's also people not known each other with feather dusters in Call of Duty please it's also not known if uh, Trump will be present all oh, right okay. so uh, there's. There's potential that it will be um, right. Mike Pence and maybe a few others. Uh, but, yeah, we don't know how, I suppose, mm. how seriously Trump is taking this. Let to believe quite seriously, but we don't know. It's got, just, uh, but, it, but it, I suppose yeah. it's it's another uh, another example in the growing list of, like, uh, video games coming under fire. The from, scapegoat. From, the, the go-to scapegoat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, from yeah. either the the well, mainstream kind of media or politicians or whatnot, desperately, not, not, desperately yeah. trying to find a reason, that, uh, just, just something that isn't guns. Yeah, it couldn't possibly be the actual guns, could it? Preventative measure, take away the guns, that would probably work. Guns don't kill people. Video games do. Mm, it's video games. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, so is is there any credence to to play devil's advocate? Do do you think there's any credence to? Uh, either toning down the level of violence in video games I or... personally think no but I know someone <laughs> what are you doing you're completely misrepresenting me there what? entirely I feel very attacked I, no. when have I ever said that you, like, no, the, no, the, no, like the, the only the only reason I say that is because um, during during this this meeting I think it was or was it, it was a meeting after the, the Florida shooting Trump said that uh Quote, the level of violence in video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. Well, which is quite, which is quite, quite a statement. I know I, Trump isn't isn't one for <laughs> muted, yeah. uh, understated uh, things, but you know, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm not sure he's given to thinking things as abstract as like shaping thoughts either. Mm. Um, I do think that parents should be more involved in the games that their kids play because there's still this kind of idea that um games are for kids because they're video games uh that they're for children and that the you know the age rating is just a guideline or like because i worked in games retail i worked in a games um what was it before it was taken over game station yeah game, games I, worked World. In, I worked in a game station before it became a game and uh, you'd get parents coming in who didn't just didn't understand what the age ratings were there for until I you said still like do. yeah and until I said like well, it was like films and then they'd go oh is it that's, before yeah. then it was just completely that, that's like, where it becomes you know where they can piece it all together because yeah, yeah a friend of mine worked uh, in uh, GameStop and he would tell me stories very very similar about how a parent would come in bring GTA 5 up to the counter or something yeah. and their child would be standing next to them like so excited to play GTA 5 <laughs> and like my friend would have would th- they would have to say do you do you know like is this yeah. for little Jimmy there and he'd be like yeah yeah he can't wait yeah. <laughs> I'd be like but it is 18s yeah 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 it's like ah, but it's a game. And that has yeah. a big old BBFC yeah, yeah, thing on it, doesn't it's, it? There's no grey area there. Don't seem to make the connection, and yeah. and I do think like just in general terms, you shouldn't just leave your child to you. Sh- you should know kind of, I think, what your child is consuming. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, I don't think playing violent video games will make people will um, make kids like more likely to shoot people. Now, yeah. I have. It's funny you should mention this, Colin, mm. but I've got a feature going up uh, later oh. this week. 
Oh, Do I know. Um, so a few weeks ago, I interviewed uh, a, um, he's called Professor Douglas uh, Gentile, who he's one of the kind of professors that, that loads of people actually are doing research into games. And it's difficult to say what effect games have just as a monolith because games are so different. There are so many variables. Um, and we know that like games can have good effects uh, in terms of like... Um, uh, reaction times and like your field of awareness mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff if you play them habitually but by that same token the the learning mechanisms of like repetition and kind of doing this over and over and them could also have some potentially negative effects not huge ones yeah but uh uh dr gentile's research is kind of that actually they could make us not more violent but maybe a little bit aggressive. Not physically aggressive, but just maybe prone to thinking it's okay to be a bit unkind sometimes. So like... More so than someone who wouldn't play violent video games. Uh, yes, but also, but also it's the same sort of... It, it has the same effect as TV or movies. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like overwhelming and it might not even translate to more aggressive behaviour in real life. It just might affect the way you see the world. So, for example, one of the things that... He's measured um, in a study that went, I think, over two, three years. Is uh, it was called hostile attribution bias, and that just means uh, if something happens to you, like if someone bumps into you, how likely you are to assume they did it on purpose or to assume it's just an accident. Um, and if you if you think about if you play like Call of Duty a lot, um, any kind of movement on screen you sort of, first of all, think, is that a bad guy? Is that an enemy? Mm-hmm. And then, so you assume that maybe it's a hostile um, kind of force. And then you would then attack. So you would think that the appropriate thing to do would be to respond hostilely in kind. And it's just, if you do that over and over again, that's kind of the first thing that your brain knows how, one of the, the earliest things your brain will remember how to do, basically. But as you say, hostility doesn't equal... Punching someone in the face. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. So, in fact, he doesn't think like he, he said to me that it makes no sense to say that video games will have caused this because, in such an extreme level of like criminal, horrible violence, there are many other, they're called risk factors. So, there would have been many, many more important risk factors at play Mm -hmm. than just playing video games because they, like I said, they, they have the same effect about as watching TV and movies, and we've had them for ages. So. Mm, as you say, Rich, it's almost like if there was fewer guns there, yeah, that would have an impact. Yeah, and I mean everything in moderation, right? Films, games, whatever. Mm. You know, <laughs> if you play too much or watch too much of something, it might have a slight impact. It's a, yeah, it's not, it's not that it will make you a mean person just that mm. it, it might change the way you view the world a little bit and, and well, you know like de- like correct me if I'm wrong but I, I'm guessing that that would surely also depend on you yes as well. exactly and also the day you'd had as well so like yeah. he was saying to me like if mm. you had if you had like say an exam and you were really stressed for the exam and then like you overslept uh, and so you're going to be late and then like you um uh, stepped in a puddle, so like, and then you fell over, you tripped over, so like your knees cut and you're bleeding and stuff. And then you walk into the classroom, and the, and the teacher's like, "Oh, like nice of you to show up." Mm-hmm. The odds of you just then going fuck off at your teacher mm-hmm. are higher than they would have been. Any <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you just like gone on a normal day, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so your chance of being aggressive changes over years and moment to moment as well, based on all the, the cards you have in your deck of risk and protective factors. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Um, and also he said, like, like as you get older, you're less likely to behave aggressively either because you gain more protective factors over time as well. So, like, the the most aggressive group of people on Earth, if we're talking about, like, willing to hit someone or two-year-olds, they're just not very good at it. <laughs> 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 that's very interesting and when can I learn more about this Alice uh, I believe currently slated to go up on Friday if I finish it in time which interesting, <laughs> interesting. Friday the fifth day of the week uh, oh. which in Roman numerals is V uh, and V is coming too this late, later this year oh, that, that has everything <laughs> it's got the number five it's yeah. got V it's, it's got, got Metal, Metal Gear reference like, yeah exactly it's, it's, wow. it's just Fucking amazing <laughs> so Games Beat uh, they got their hands on a uh, a screenshot of what I believe was a dev build of Battlefield. Mm. Is it V or 5? Well, both, right? I, I guess, because Battlefield 4, Battlefield 5, 
They yes. can do Battlefield 2 after It'll Battlefield 1. It'll be Battlefield one. V in promotional materials, but everyone will say Battlefield but, 5, right? Mm. Is it like V for victory, World War 2 or something? Do, Battlefield yeah, the 5th. Yeah. Well, it is... Um, yeah, they have moved on from World War 1, uh, the first one, mm. and they're going on to the second one, World War 2. Rumour has it. Uh, Rumour has it. Yeah. Uh, and this... So this will be the first Battlefield that will take place during... Uh, World War Two since Battlefield 1943. Again, if all mm. this rumour is to be believed. Yeah. Um, and it will also, so the story goes, now you'd think they'd learn, but maybe ev- everything was moving at such a pace and nothing could be stopped. But apparently, according to US Gamer, Battlefield 5, V5, whatever, uh, will have loot boxes um, as well. But then, but- so did Battlefield 1. So I, I don't think that's well. I suppose yeah. To be fair, these uh, the they are a little bit different to the Star Wars ones because they do only contain cosmetics. cosmetic stuff. Yeah. So I suppose that's something. Um, does it like? It seems like first-person shooters are going back to the well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, are you suffering fatigue yet, Rich? Well. Because I, mean, I, I, feel, I feel like even on this podcast, we were clamoring for yeah. a return to yeah. World War shooters. We got that with Call of Duty yeah. and Battlefield 1. And that trend seems to be continuing. Mm. But yeah, how, but, how are you feeling about this? Are you going, no, do you know what? Give me another Titanfall. I want jetpacks and shit. Well, no, I, I did see someone comment saying, oh, World War Two again. And I was thinking, hold on a sec. Everyone was like clamoring for World War Two games. Then you got Call of Duty World War Two. That's one. <laughs> right and now you're already fed up because ah oh, two mm. and it's like well what do you want then I mean I think people have disappointed because it wasn't Bad Company 3 or Vietnam which yeah. is rumoured that's what people really I, wanted I think I think it would be like because there's so much of the Second World War that hasn't been like there were different fronts the untold stories mm. not, yeah. not fucking D-Day. storm yeah exactly yeah yeah so like, I think it'd be cool to do like yeah I think that would be fascinating to to mm. go like, go into the history books and talk to the historians, whatever, and just get, like, all right, okay, yeah, D-Day, whatever. Mm. Now, tell me about the other stories. Yeah. And let us really explore them. The stories that if you're playing the game, you go, oh, it, what, what, Churchill on like? the tube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For instance. He was a man of the people, yeah, wasn't right. he? Yeah, he was. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean... I'm I'm well up for more mm. World War shooters, to be honest, and like seeing if they can set it in Jersey. That'd be hilarious. Jersey, <laughs> do a mission where you have to hide all your cows in the basement and that. But do, does that's Battlefield good, good, not yeah. have to go down a slightly different route? Be, well, sim- simply because we have just gotten Call of Duty World yeah. War Two, which has hit all the. My the, suspicion the big... is that there might have been some overlap. And maybe World War Two got announced or came out, and they were like, "Shit, oh, shit!" But they did such a great job with Battlefield One, you know, making World War One, uh, kind of bringing that to life and mm-hmm. telling all these amazing stories. I think you know, could be quite an exciting prospect if it goes down a similar path. Perhaps right, yeah. flying a Spitfire around or a Hurricane or whatever, and shooting down <gasps> Stukas, the and Night Witches, Messerschmitts. Mm. Yeah, right. I, I, I suppose. Listen, uh, yeah, at this early stage, we we don't know an awful lot. No, well, yeah, this is it. It might, it might all be bollocks. <laughs> uh, it could all, be, but it, like you talk about battlefield Vietnam, could the V stand for Vietnam? Possibly. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Mm, mm. One thing I do know is yeah. that the Yakuza Six demo is now no longer on the PlayStation Store. That's quite. What, a, why is a, that? A compact one for you. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was elegant. <laughs> Uh, the reason being that, and I think this was purely uh, only on the American PSN, but please correct me if I'm wrong, is that Lime scale. American Alice Why Bella... Why did you uh, say Limescale on the mic? I'm sorry. Alice Bella, are you okay? I mean, like, Richard just brought like, it to light. So I just noticed that Alice was like, again, an audio medium, Rich. You'll get it in the end. But yeah, you okay, Alice Bella? Yeah, fine. Yeah, just for the listener. Our kettle is full of lime scale, so often when we drink the last bit of a cup of tea, we get a crunchy surprise. Yeah, and I just I was biscuity, <laughs> biscuity bottom. I was curious because I swilled out the kettle and cleaned it, and I thought I'd got rid of it all, but apparently not. Didn't do I'm, a good enough listen, job. No, it, it wasn't like a silent fucking dig at you. No, I know. I'm sorry. No, I didn't think it was. <laughs> Boss, Rich. Yes, back to the <laughs> back to the podcast. The the Yakuza Six demo was pulled because mm. I think it was. 
purely uh, American PlayStation 4 players mm. were able to access the full game through the demo. Now, when I think we even mentioned this last week, yeah. that the demo was quite large. Yeah, it was 36 it was, gigs. It it's the size of the, the size game. Of the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So people were going, this is quite a, a meaty demo. Yeah. And, we, and we said, well, it's probably, you can carry it over, etc. Because et yeah, yeah, you can... Uh, with the demo, like when mm. it was there, I suppose, you were able to continue your save into the full game, which is a, a very, do you know, that's, that's pretty yeah. good because you could, I think was it the first two chapters or something. Really? In the demo. Like it was, it was a good number pretty of big. hours. So like when the game comes out, you carry on. Well, it seems to me then it was the full game and maybe it was one of those that's where exactly at happened. the end that's, it's like yeah. pre-order now and you can unlock the whole thing. All right. Um, so uh, a statement, Sega issued a statement saying, we apologise but have had to remove the Yakuza 6, the Song of Life demo from the PlayStation Store. We are as upset as you are and had hoped to have had to have this demo available for everyone today. We discovered that some were able to use the demo to unlock the full game. We're looking into the nature of the issue. Thank you for your patience. And still, I don't believe the, the demo has appeared on the PlayStation Store. Really? So I don't know if that will be returning, which is a bit of a shame because I feel like Yakuza 6 could, like it's coming out yeah. right up against God of War. Yeah. Like only like whatever it is, three days beforehand. Like, and even if you say in between God of War and like, Far Cry and like there's it's, it's a know, busy period it is a very busy period mm. so like a demo I'd imagine would only help us yeah. um, when you have some big Playstation franchises Absolutely. around it another big Playstation franchise which, which finally has a release date is Detroit Become Human it will be launching on the 25th of May that's been a long time coming it like, does yeah. feel like think it. back to that Cara demo <laughs> Fucking years ago, yeah. yeah that yeah. was 2012. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, Shit, man, I didn't know it was that long ago. The ravages of time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then we'll, I suppose, truly be able to kind of see what exactly Detroit Become Human is. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll know an awful lot more about it then. But one thing that we, we don't have confirmation on, because I think sales will really be, play a big part in this, but the there may be a Shenmue 4. Oh, Maybe. Really? Right? right? Because Shenmue, Shenmue 3's ending will leave the door open for a Shenmue 4. Right. Because, you know, you, you, you Sure, you have why to. not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Yu Suzuki uh, was speaking with someone that I can't find here. Uh, and he was talking uh, about... Yeah, the possibility of a fourth game, which is weird, since the third one hasn't come out yet. But anyway, yeah. uh, he said, yes, the end will be open for a sequel. It will not be possible to finish with this third episode. No, it will not be possible to finish with this third episode. Like, you're a Shenmue fan, no, Rich Walker, but you're not. I thought you played. No, no I didn't. Because I was going to say, like, how, how did the second one finish? <laughs> I don't that? know, because I've never played it. Well, that's an awful shame. But <laughs> Not open-ended, probably. Put, put, putting the cart before the horse. And, like, and it, three looks kind of rough. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, those, those screenshots. screenshots. Yeah. Just, that last week, they released those screenshots that yeah. are just Just focus, focus on getting three, all right. Yeah, and then you know, start to think about another game, yeah. It's like when oh, yeah. when new franchises, so like the first game in a franchise mm-hmm. has a, like a limited special edition or whatever, and it's like, but like, <laughs> how do you know? How do you know yeah. that people will like really latch onto this? Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's something that I really struggle with, or like why someone would be like, like, oh, a new special edition, here's a amazing poster oh, of the protagonist of this character go, Bush, I don't <laughs> give never, a fuck about I've the character about. yeah I yeah. don't know anything about this character or what they stand for and I just, yeah I just I, I don't care now maybe a special edition uh, ended up in the homes of <laughs> people, <laughs> you got it um, you got it in the homes of people uh, over the weekend special editions of Twisted Metal uh, because the Bartlett Jones Supernatural Detective Agency has closed its doors. Um, after Drawn to Death, which was the multiplayer mm. uh, arena based yeah. shooter, which was out two years ago, was mm. it? Was it really? 2016, I think. Um, yeah, so that, like, yeah, it didn't really set the world alight, and many people weren't that fond of it. <sighs> it was, I mean, it was quite a good concept, I guess, but it was just extremely not for me. It was even a free PS Plus game, wasn't it? Yeah. And it I didn't think believe it was, on. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's... I mean, the con- I like the concept of 
the drawn world, mm. but in practice, I thought it just looked so disjointed. No, not yeah. disjointed, just harsh, Scrappy. really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought it played poorly, and the humor, it, it was very much like maybe 10, 15 years prior, people would have, would have lapped it up. <laughs> right. In this day and age, it's like, Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't like this at all, actually. But, uh, yeah, not many people liked it, which is why, sadly, uh, the Bartlett Jones Supernatural Detective Agency had to close its doors. And they had a a sort of a clearing out, a spring clean mm. at the weekend where David Jaffe went on Twitter and said, look, we will be giving away all the stuff in our office, come one, come all, sort of thing. And there was loads, like there was some like God of War memorabilia because obviously worked on the first one. Yeah. Uh, Twisted Metal, mm-hmm. Drawn to Death, if you really enjoyed that. Um, but I suppose that's just the, uh, like, do you know, it, it's, it's always sad when we see another studio close the doors. Yeah. Like, regardless of, like, I, I suppose we don't know what they would have come up with next, but uh, like Eminem, Rich, you only get one chance. <laughs> one one shot. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So you got you to gotta take that chance. Yeah. Now, Monster Hunter, that got a load of chances, <laughs> right? <laughs> they took that chance. It, it, they, 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 yeah. took, they had about five <laughs> or six chances. Uh, but they, it has finally become a hit in the West and has now become Capcom's best-selling game of all time. 7.5 million copies sold worldwide. Mm, well, shipped. But or shipped, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, I thought this was quite surprising that... Prior to that, Resident Evil Five was the I know, right? Was the their best selling game? I would not have thought that, but I suppose it was the first Resident Evil game that was kind of aimed at a mainstream audience, right? Yeah. So uh, more more shootery focused, yeah. and it also was coming off the buzz of four. True. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, I mean, I, I think the two of you wax lyrical about how more inviting I suppose it is than mm. than previous games in the yeah, series. Yeah, Really, really good. Mm. Uh, people just love it. And um, for good reason. Rightly mm. so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, another game which has sold quite a lot is Horizon Zero Dawn. 7.6 million copies uh, sold, which I think, you know, gives credence to the many people suggesting that there will be a sequel. Yeah. But, right, the game I really want to talk about is that in the last 12 months, Grand Theft Auto V has sold 1 million copies. Who doesn't own a copy of so GTA V So we have now? said this before, right, on this podcast and have actually gotten word from people who mm. are like, I haven't played it yet or I just what? I only picked it up in the last 12 months. So I would like to talk to you. I want to talk to you people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you are one of these people that have picked up Grand Theft Auto 5 in the last 12 months please tweet me at Colin underscore Hearn get in touch I just I wanna I wanna know I wanna, what, yeah. what either what took you so long yeah. or what compelled you now to make the plunge to, yeah like maybe it was you didn't have hardware or something I don't know maybe they were underage they've only just turned 18 maybe, the last 12 months and they they're like no I will play by the rules and if that's the case then fair play but it does I do find it I don't know just strange actually how many people do you think had an Xbox 360 or PS3 copy and upgraded it to an Xbox One or PS4 copy I bet that's yeah, quite a I few I, sales I, I don't know the facts and figures on that but yeah, yeah it would be I bet there's a fair few there because it, it introduced the first person mode yeah obviously well, stopped supporting nicer. the old version as well now so there's no support for yeah, the, uh, uh, GTA Five Online is huge. Yeah. You know? um, so. so yeah, I don't know. I I just you know I yeah. suppose horses for courses. If yeah, you want to yeah. get into it now, like it's uh, if you just take the plunge, um, we, we could plumb the, this subject. We for really a while. could plumb the depths of uh, of oh. this. Really <laughs> del- del- delve deep. Um, <laughs> Light your pipe, <laughs> Wow. Pull up a chair. Yeah. Um, because, right? So I've put this in because <coughs> we discussed this, uh, I think it's uh, 12 months. No, fuck, it wasn't 12 months ago. ago. Yeah, a few weeks I ago. I know, it was, that, it was mm. I think it was September of last year, actually, because it was, because I checked it earlier. Is it that long? Yeah. Uh, when we discussed that Super Mario was no longer a plumber. Right. Right? On the Japanese uh, Nintendo site, they stated that yeah, Mario was once a plumber. Right. He is no longer a plumber. He is a man of 
many trades, see a tennis player right. and golfer and doctor and whatever, right? But he's not a plumber anymore. Now, I mean, listen, just stick to your narrative here, Nintendo. Yeah. What's going on? But Super Mario is a plumber. So he, maybe he took he took like a, a, a four hiatus. a four months yeah. sabbatical, took a career break, went off traveling uh, traveling around mm. Australia, uh, has come back and decided, you know what? I need I need Bob's. So I'm going to take up the day job once again, and he is now a plumber. Well, he's taking the piss, isn't he? He's collecting moons and chucking his hat around. True. Yeah. yeah. What's what sort of a plumber is he? What are you at? But yeah. uh, on the uh, yeah Nintendo uh, website, uh, Nintendo Life have. Uh, translated it, I believe. Uh, uh, and the translation says, his occupation is plumber. Uh, however, his activity is not confined to that area. And I like that. A man who isn't defined by his job. You know? He's a polymath. He, like, he, do, li- he does a bit of everything. But listen, do you know when you like you, you meet someone for the first time, you're like, oh, how's it going? Why, do you know What do you do? Why do we always go to this? Why is it always, what is your profession? True. How do you earn yeah, your yeah. money? No, 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 no. Tell me, tell me a bit about yourself. <laughs> what do you do in the evenings? I don't want to know what, what you do between the hours of nine and five. I want yeah. to know what happens between the hours That'd of five and That'd be a long conversation with Mario, wouldn't it, then? What, what you do like, in oh, the... Christ almighty, like... A golf, yeah, I do. Oh, shut up. That is true. He w- he w- probably would go on quite. He doesn't bit. seem to do much plumbing. Maybe it's a fucking tax thing, right? Occupation oh. plumber, but he doesn't actually seem to earn that much money plumbing. Yeah. Yes. And then a lot of the the coin stuff is very cash in hand, if you ask me. Yeah. Very, very much. He's not. He's not fucking declaring that. No, no exactly. No yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. I, I mean, how much? How how much of the kind of tennis stuff is being written off? Is it what I want to know? <laughs> There's an article right there. TM Alice Bell. <laughs> On to what we've been playing this week and oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rich. <coughs> mm. Does your water mm. taste a bit different? Fucking hell. <laughs> it tastes a little bit. Mm. Mm. What's that? Mm. What's taste tastes a little bit. I'm leaving. Tastes a little bit like wine. Actually, so it's such a delight that we have Alice Bell here with us today. Join us, Alice Bell. No, Pull I up refuse, a chair. Tell me, tell me, what's this? What is this place? This land where the water tastes like wine? Uh, America, apparently. Um, so you and I played a little bit of this for a Let's Play. So you've seen it a little bit, uh, but where the water? No, I like haven't. Wine. What is it? I'm joking. I'm, do 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 sake. do go on. Yeah, but explain explain to me further. Uh, what, what is it? So, uh, where the water tastes like wine is uh, a game about telling stories, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, so basically, you play this little skeleton, uh, and I'm going to say skeleton because Dan, our boss, objected to me saying skeleton, skeleton. instead of skeleton. Yeah, yeah, do it. Um, and uh, at the start of the game, you lose a poker match to Sting, and Sting tells you you have to go and collect the former police frontman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Genuinely, not, not actually Sting. But oh, he voices the character. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's not Sting. In the Sting voices a oh, wolf. Wow. Okay, um, that's interesting. Um, and then he says you have to go around and um, collect stories on your travels and then tell retell them. Um, and uh, that's what you do. So you start in Maine and then you just go across all of America and you collect you, stories. You go to New York, don't you? Yep. And where are you from? Well, I guess Maine. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, I, just, well, I was just wondering if you were an Englishman. Uh, no fixed about <laughs> it's. It's. Oh. I see what you did. There. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to throw. Go on. I apologise, but yeah, you collect stories. It's like it's something that I would like to get around to eventually because it seems. It just seems quite cool. I think I even said when uh, you were showing it to me in the Let's Play that like it's quite stylish. The um, the just the entire makeup of the game, mm. the music, the yeah. like this big fuck off skeleton so, walking. Yeah, around. you're this skeleton. You just walk across a map of the United States. Basically, you can hitch lifts, you can hitchhike, you can try and hop on trains, that kind of thing. You can try and earn enough money to actually buy a train ticket. Mm. Um, and you, yeah, collect these stories. And the interesting thing about it is, so you you collect stories so the uh there's one where i saw a little boy who was just alone in the woods and he said he'd hidden in his dad's backpack basically and i couldn't i tried to find his dad but there's no one else for miles around uh and so i told that story to someone else it's a sad story 
because um, you meet other travelers and they ask you to tell uh, like a sad story or a funny story or a hopeful story or exciting story. Uh, and if you tell them the right stories, they will um, trust you and tell them stuff about their own life. Mm. So uh, I told that story to someone and then you will occasionally on the map see the stories that you have told um, again to he- and you can hear them back. And then uh, it'll be a different version, and it's called like the grew in the telling, yeah. because uh, so the the little boy uh, became like uh, a story about a feckless um, father that left his child in the woods, and then now uh, I've heard it again recently, and it's now about a feral child that lives in the woods with the bones of his father and stuff. So it's really cool to see them grow like that, uh, and I don't know what the end the game end is. game is because. Mm, the the journey sounds interesting. This uh, this game where it's about growing legends, I suppose, to a degree, mm. and coming across because it's where like your um uh, like the things you happen across become stories, don't they? That you then tell people, or yeah, you mm. come across people who will regale you with stories, and then yeah. you tell it and you pass it on. But yeah, I don't know what like the end result is and like even you said walking across america can sometimes get a bit boring can yeah it? at the start like around like the the east coast and like new york and stuff there's loads of stuff going on uh, and you find loads of stories and you're like this is great uh, and then as you travel across the map less things happen <laughs> fewer things appear mm-hmm. um so it does get a little bit just staring at the skeleton's ass, basically. But uh, it's very, like, a lot of it's very cool. It's um, the other characters that you meet are all ri- written by different people as well. So it's this nice kind of collaborative story. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah, about telling stories. And it's maybe like... And it doesn't you know, feel disjointed because of that. No, no, it works really well because they are all separate characters. They're distinct characters. So it's it's pretty good. And um, I guess that's, you know, maybe maybe the point of this game really is the joke that maybe the real game was the story we told along the way and that will be the point of the game but. like did uh, like because the stories are the game like did, for the most part i guess you enjoyed the stories um well they're very this is the thing they're quite a lot of them are quite bare bones so it would just be um uh you like i came across a house that was being ransacked by some policemen and these uh two women uh, it was just you know these two women being arrested for bootlegging and one of them yelled to me like maybe if you would steal a knicker or whatever or something and that, mm-hmm. and that was kind of it or there's one that was just like there's really bad thunderstorm really really bad thunderstorm and you sheltered in a barn and then someone brought you a cup of tea the next day and so one of the things I quite like about it is that actually you can sort of imagine how you would tell that story yourself to someone else because it, it doesn't give you like an incredible amount of detail it gives you enough, I guess. Like, can, when you're retelling stories to people, can you alter the stories? No, no. It will just say like. So the game chooses you, how will, the story. Well, it will just say you tell the story of the thunderstorm. Okay. In you know in Dallas or wherever, mm-hmm. and then that'll be it. Hmm. And then maybe you'll like the next time it will be like you know this woman waiting in line tells you the story of a thunder of you know giant thunderbirds that live in Dallas that you know cause storms to appear and you're like that's a better version I will tell that now ah. so that's you get that version of the story basically hmm. so yeah did, I mean yeah it's fair to say you enjoyed it I, I yeah it's I think it's good I think it's it's another one of those games that you'll probably either like a lot or not like at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> Uh, but I really liked it because I like the idea of stories growing and changing and what, you know, the idea that, um, uh, legends and myths started as just one tiny thing, just a really normal thing. Mm. And then they just grew mm. from, from that. And so I really like that. And I, you know, story, I, stories are an important part of my life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the game resonated with me, but, uh, again, it's one of those ones that I think a bit marmitey. You'll either really like it or you won't. Soundtrack's really good though. Yes, yeah, yeah. Really, really After good. After catching you, a little bit of it from you, it's, you, um, it's very good. You can buy that separately. Mm. One of the most celebrated video game stories of all time, of course, Portal. Mm. So I heard there is a new Portal game out. Yeah, don't get too excited. Called though. Bridge Constructor <laughs> Portal. So I'm like, ooh, what's mm. this? They're really taking the series in a different, in yeah. a different route. And let's ignore, for the purpose of this segue, the Bridge Constructor Portal was out on PC 
last December year. or something. Yeah. Yes. Rich Walker, I'm sh- you're going to tell me the bridge mm. constructor portal, or look, yes. let's call a spade a small shovel, portal three oh, is well, sure, incredible. Sure. <laughs> it is good. It's really good. But no, don't expect portal three, people, because it ain't. But it's uh, if you play bridge constructor... And I think it had a spin-off called Bridge Constructor Stunts. This is another let's, spin-off. Let's basically. say I haven't. Let's right. just okay. just imagine that I haven't played it. All right. So what the game does is it presents you with 60 test chambers to complete. Mm-hmm. And each one, you have to get your little forklift trucks with little uh, Aperture Laboratories employees in them from one point to the other, and you've got to build a bridge, and it has to be structurally sound and obey the laws of physics and gravity, or it will crumble and all your little fellas will die. A horrible, horrible death. Right. And all of the stuff you know from Portal, like portals, (laughs) for instance, (laughs) we're at Pulsion Jail, the other one, what's the other gel? Propulsion and repulsion gel. That's it. Uh, Faith plates, uh, companion cubes, all that stuff basically is is in the mix. So you've got to kind of contend with that. So it's not as simple as just building a bridge and making sure it's you know holds up. There's times when you've got to build like a panel to deflect like an energy ball, so it bounces around off the walls and goes into a little switch thing to activate what's it. You got to have your companion cubes go on switches, and it gets quite complicated. Um, but it's really, really fun. Really, really good. Um, really nice little game. And it's nice to revisit that universe, that portal world, you okay. know, with GLaDOS. Is, did, so GLaDOS is in it. Does it have that kind of, like, her voiceover yep. and all that same, stuff? Like? Same voice and she taunts you and, you know, does all the, the usual stuff like, you'd is, expect. Is, is there a story? Is there a... Well, like, not, yeah, you say GLaDOS yeah. is in it. Is I don't know, is Wheatley in it? Is... No, no Wheatley. No, I think Glad. it's just GLaDOS, really. That's your only sort of connection um obviously the aesthetic as well um and the mechanics but um, but you didn't find it it was tenuously linked to portal like there there uh, are enough elements here to yeah. make it feel it just exists within that universe and you know you are sort of the test subject basically um and it's just yeah it's just really good um but yeah i mean a, a story not really not as such you're just you're kind of a day one employee who's just trying to you know, so how, survive the test chambers. How sorry? How like how do you build the bridge? Are you are you like an overlord and you're placing parts? So, uh, like, is it a grid or is it a? Th- no, it's not a grid or anything. So you're kind of free to build wherever you want. But there are orange sort of square shaped anchor points uh, on most maps. Um, you have like cables you can tether to your bridge to give it a bit more structural support. The game sort of teaches you the importance of building like triangles, otherwise it'll just flop and mm-hmm. sag and sink. Like the challenge isn't just getting one across, it's getting a convoy of trucks across. So it's got to sort of withstand repeated sort of impacts. And so, yeah, you build on these anchor points and then you go from there and you've just got to try and sort of think of ways to to make sure it's strong enough and it's really really simple the system it's like just drag and sort of click and right yeah very very simple so it translates well to because you played on xbox didn't you? i did yeah yeah it translates really well to control it's really you, you zoom in with the triggers if you want to do sort of finer kind of actions um and yeah you just use the stick and like a couple of buttons and it's it's dead simple it's very good. I'd, I'd recommend it. I think you had a better time with that than you did Fear Effect Sedna. Yeah, yeah. So um, this this came out today, <laughs> and I had a, a sort of um, early code. So I've been playing it a little bit. My review's not out yet because um, I've been yeah playing it in small doses because it's it's not very good. It's pretty appalling. So. This is a series that many people will remember from. Is it play? Was it a PlayStation exclusive series? Placed, I think it might have been PlayStation, PlayStation and PC, maybe. Um, but it was PlayStation One originally. I think the first one came out in two thousand, and then there was a sequel in two thousand and one. Um, and there were third person action games. Now this isn't a third person action game. It's a top down sort of isometric, right? Tactical kind of shooter slash puzzler. So yeah, from your like your your Lara Croft Temple of Osiris, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, kind of that similar sort of perspective. But the problem is, it kind of introduces this stealth mechanic, and it's really really ineffective. It has kind of like a fog of war as you go through each map, mm-hmm. so you can't see stuff ahead in time. 
um, to be effective stealthily. Uh, the combat's really bad. Like, uh, there's one character who can uh, deploy a decoy, like a lure, mm-hmm. to uh, com- like attract enemies. I did that, and she started shooting at her own decoy. That's how <laughs> bad like the targeting is. And I got into a gunfight with another bunch of like uh, enemies, and after I'd shot some of them, she started shooting one that was behind a wall, not kind of within. <sighs> you know sight Mm. not visible to that character rather than the other enemies coming behind it's like what the fuck Mm. so it's kind of there are parts where it's fundamentally kind of broken and just its presentation is really really dated like the the cutscenes are dreadful the dialogue is painful give me give me everything's bad give me a for instance what's what's the story here what's all right so the story um eventually it's a little bit slow to unfold but it leads this kind of Inuit kind of folklore and supernatural stuff. And what basically is happening is uh, the bad guys are messing around with this Inuit folklore, which turns out is sort of real. So they're making these kind of uh, mythical monsters by splicing them with human DNA. It It's really, right, really weird. Cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah. But, What's the problem? But the, the monster designs are awful. There's one boss... That is a sort of big sort of crustacean face thing that comes out of one of three holes, and then someone's like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that are in the wall, and loads of little pincers that, that pop like, up out the ground. Know, you know man is, it's awful. You, you know, just stand there and hold the trigger. He's on it. He's on a roll. He can't. He can't. Stop. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm sorry. On, you, you just hold the trigger to defeat it. There's no sort of tactics or anything to it it's and all the bosses are like that and why is the dialogue so bad what's Be- because it's, it's plucked straight from the year 2000 yeah i think so and the way the way it's delivered the voice acting's really bad i mean really amateurish i feel like i could have done a better job voicing over that game i'm sure you could have rich yeah you're very, uh, you're very good accents are bad there's mm-hmm. a french guy who sounds german there's an australian who we you know a bad australian accent mm-hmm. just yeah um yeah, it's just all round poor. Okay. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't recommend that. Stay, stay away. Even if you love the original Fear Effect, this ain't gonna scratch did, that. Did itch. you? Or did you, uh, did you I, play the original? I played a little bit of them, um, but God, it was 18 years ago now, wasn't it? I don't remember much about them, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I didn't like this, regardless. Okay. Yeah. And but people will be able to see your review shortly on Xbox achievements yeah. and PlayStation yeah. trophies. I'm gonna write it today. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Um, what I can say, right, just to put a positive spin on things, mm-hmm. I have played a video game, which I haven't been able to do in recent weeks because of moving house and all that. VGBG VIPs be aware of that. Uh, yeah, I was moving house for a couple of weeks and just consoles and PC were in boxes and just made life a bit difficult to play yeah. games, right? But things are starting starting to settle down. So I have a list that is growing at a, a fucking really rapid rate <laughs> of games that I need to play. And one of them was Dragon Ball Fighters. Okay. Right? So I remember when this was uh, when this was coming out. I remember b- both the two of you mm. really enjoying Dragon yeah, Ball Fighters. It's fun. Uh, so it's I was good. like, got to give this a go. And mm. the thing, and I probably parroting what you said, Alice. The thing that I really enjoy about Dragon Ball Fighters is how it makes you feel like you're very good at it. <laughs> feel like yeah. a fucking god when like. you could be really bad. Yeah. So I am terrible at fighting games. Right. Right? Like, very bad. I I just, I'm fucking shit at them. Mm. But I'm very good at hammering the fuck out of the buttons. There you go. Now, in Dragon Ball, that does seem like a valid tactic. Now, to be fair, I haven't played against a a real human being yet because I can't get online because I don't have internet set up in the new place and so on and so forth. Yeah. But also, the... Uh, like, yeah, I started off hammering the buttons, but the the inputs aren't so complex that uh, you, you do, you're you not able to mm. learn them, really. And you can take uh, moves and apply them to other characters. Like, uh, it's very easy to do. Like, a lot of it is kind of like, it's kind of, what can I say, like swiping around... Uh, the D-pad and just hitting a face button will, mm-hmm. generally speaking, uh, will see your character perform a special or yeah. uh, or whatnot, and it's just so it's just really really satisfying in that regard. Yeah. Um. One thing I will say though, the story mode is it's very 
very easy, isn't it? It's it very gets harder. Easy, yeah. yeah. Does this? Because mm. um, how much of it have you done? I've done up to chapter seven on the first arc. Oh, so yeah, maybe like, like the second. So one. is the second arc much harder? Yeah. Okay. Well, like much harder, but it I mean, get. Uh, yeah, it gets a little bit trickier. But I still don't think I lost a fight in story mode. Mm. I don't. I don't recall I, losing I, one. My problem with it more though it was it was that it was it got a bit repetitive. Yes, yeah. I, I I will. Uh, yeah, I will definitely um, second you on that. Like again, I don't know. In this day and age of uh, fighting games, having these narratives where. Uh, now you are going to play as, you know, whatever. Even if it was like, okay, now the fight is Goku, um, Yamcha. Look, check me out. Um, and uh, Krillin. Freezer. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, now because the story uh, demands that these three are who are fighting, the next one will be so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah, so-and-so. Um, yeah it doesn't do that, I suppose. Mm. It, I don't know, it would be nicer if it if the story went along that type of trajectory you're just fighting a doesn't. lot of clones over and over again yes, aren't you yeah. clone so and so clone so and so it's like, uh, like and like with the story like, I don't know I don't really know what's going on I don't no, like like because lad, lads are coming in like you have Cell coming in or whatever yeah. and they're like Jesus Christ it's Cell <laughs> and you're like right okay Cell I thought you were dead lad and it's like should I, should I know that yeah I don't know I'm not sure and then like someone else um What's your, I, ma- what's your I, man's wife? Uh, Krillin, uh, he's married to, is it Android, Android 18 yeah. or 21? And it's like, oh no, and he's really sad. And you're going, why is he so sad? And it's <laughs> like, it's like, my wife. It's his missus. Okay. I would, I would have loved, loved it so much more if the story had, had been voiced by like you. Like, <laughs> I thought you were dead, I lad. thought you were dead, lad. <laughs> but it, it's, I, in some ways, I quite enjoy that. That they're just like, look, this is, I'm sorry, Dragon Ball has been around for a long time. If yeah. you didn't bother your arse to fucking watch the rest of it. <laughs> Tough shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I so would they, Im- are, they aren't like, so it is me, yeah, yeah. whoever, the like, son of an alternate version of you. And the, yeah. I would imagine that, yeah, if you're, if you have a knowledge base of the, uh, the previous games, the, the anime, so on and so yeah. forth, you would get a bit more out of it. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, just maybe a little bit repetitive at points. Mm. Um, but yeah, I had a bang off the arcade mode as well. And you know what I like about that is that I'm guessing it's the same for all the other uh, paths or whatever they're called in the game. I can't remember. But I tried like the first one. And uh, do you know the way like you start off and there are branching paths into yeah. the first round, the second round? Like I got like an S rank, which meant I got a buy into like a yeah. further ro- I really like that it kind yeah. of branches based on your performance yes. doesn't it yeah. and it, so it, it rewards you for doing well yeah I did shit <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really like that it's a, a game that, that um, I suppose came out of nowhere and surprised many people who have fuck all interest in Dragon Ball including myself and was very good mm. so yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it Swan ticked off the list. Yeah. <laughs> About 19 more to go. <laughs> yeah. You were almost a jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly listen? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Yay! Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and you, Rich Walker, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop and then give me said answer, clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 1998. 1900. And 98. And 98. Okay. Mm. Clue number two. Is there a literary clue in there? Because I, I did well last time off the back of that. Clue number two. <laughs> I work. No. Oh. Did you did you beat Mike uh, in previous weeks? Then? Yeah. Oh. So Good clue time. number two. Sorry, I'm doing changes on the fly now here. <laughs> so I'm going to make that... That clue and that, that clue. <laughs> oh, clue number two. Controversial. Clue, clue number two. My game was heavily influenced by film noir. By film noir. Okay. Clue number three. Commercially, my game didn't do well at all. Maybe that's a bit strange. Commercially, my game didn't do all that well. <laughs> but you... Rich Walker. 13? Incorrect. Uh. 1998, you say? Yes. 98. Okay. 
but you will see it pop up in a lot of best of lists, and it even got a remaster. Stop. Siphon filter. Incorrect. The the bloke what is in Siphon filter. (laughs) 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 I've forgotten his name. No, it's not Mr. Siphon filter. (laughs) Clue number four. I work as a travel agent. I stop, wor- stop. No. Spell. Manny. <laughs> Who? And this week's yes! winner Manny? is Alice Bell. What is that? I don't know what that is. Can you for, uh, I mean, can you give me the full name? I mean, I know. I'm, oh, I'm going to give you the point. Grim c- Fandango. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his full uh, name though. I'll give you the point. I'll give you Thank the point. Um, so to go through the clues, uh, my first appearance in a video game came in 1998, Grim Fandango. Uh, clue number two, which was originally Travel Agent, but then it changed it because uh, it was like, yeah, it's too, too much. Uh, my game was heavily influenced by film noir, which it was. Uh, clue number three, commercially my game didn't do all that well, but you will see it pop up in a lot of best of lists and it even got a remaster. Clue number four, I work as a travel agent uh, in the Department of Death, was where he did. And clue number five, Deeds of the Dead, The Long Siesta and Dirt Nap were all potential titles for my game before they settled on Grim Fandango. Obviously, Manuel Manny Calavera. It all makes sense now that, you know, and I know it. Right. I mean, what, because you, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now that you are aware of who it it is. I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Well done. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're, I'm fighting back. Picking up steam now, (laughs) in fairness. Only about fucking 30 to go. Have you got an opinion, a question, or anything else that you would like to hear read out on the Video Gamer Podcast? Then all you have to do is tell me, and then I'll say it on this thing. I think you've got it. I think that's it. Nailed it. Uh, you can let your opinions be heard on this podcast by emailing video ga- or emailing, excuse me, podcast at videogamer.com or by replying to the tweet that we send out every Tuesday on our Twitter account, videogamer.com, just like all these lovely people did. Simon got in touch and he said, Hi guys, are any of you excited for the new Tomb Raider movie? Do you think it will break the video game to movie curse? It looks like a direct movie version of the reboot. I'm holding out hope. Uh, have you any, have any of you had anything to do with Tomb Raider outside the games, i.e. the comics? Thanks for considering my question. You're all amazing, Simon. Thank you very much, Simon. Oh, uh, thanks, Simon. I, do anyone, even a modicum of interest in the Tomb Raider film? Uh, I have a modicum. Mm. <laughs> I think in so far as yes it is a game related film I guess I have faith that we will get a good game film at some point because it's the same with comic books just gotta keep trying and eventually we'll crack it I just feel like yeah. this might not be it right don't you sort of get the sense that this might not be the one possibly I mean it's been quite quiet on the yeah. Tomb Raider Hasn't promotional it? front mm. and which doesn't inspire one with much confidence might be another dud no but I do enjoy that like Lara Croft and Ezio basically are married. What? <laughs> well, Michael Fassbender and oh yeah, yeah. Alicia. He's not Ezio though, is he? He's I'm whatever. A, 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 the Aguilar. Mr. Assassin. What's his name? What's his name? A, a, a Mr. Assassin. Agu- Aguilar. Agu- Aguilar. That's it. Aguilar. Um, but yeah, I've read um, Tomb Raider, Witchblade crossover comics to answer Have the latter really? part of the question. Mm. Why? What are they like? Yeah. They're, they're all right. They're pretty good. Was this in? This is yeah. This is reboot Lara era, is it? No, no, God, this, oh, this is, is way this is back. Old school. This 90s. is when I was like sixteen. So yeah, sort of Tomb Raider three era, probably something like that. So and <laughs> and, they're, and they're okay. <laughs> yeah, they're not bad. Hmm. Yeah. Right, there there you go. go. Fair enough. Uh, Drew. Asked, after following the amazing Until Dawn with two average at best PSVR titles, do you think Supermassive Games will ditch VR for a while or are they Sony's go-to studio for PSVR content now? Reminds me of Rare getting lumbered with avatars and connect crap on Xbox. I read something today that said uh, Bravo Team, which is the latest Supermassive VR game, is the worst... VR game yet? <laughs> oh dear! So, I, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but it's something I read today in passing. So, so is that, that is that out, is that out today? I think it's out, out today. today. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I obviously I mean, we had Until Dawn, absolute belter, yeah, cracker of a game. Then got the Until Dawn uh, VR Blood. game, Rush of Blood. Mm. Then got the Inpatient, which I think was meant to be okay. Did you? I thought I didn't play that. it. No, oh, no. I didn't. Okay. I wanted to play it. I think it's meant to be all right. Right. But yeah, this 
the Bravo team thing. Apparently, it's not great. Muck, yeah. as you would say. Okay. <laughs> the thing is that, like, if you if if you realise something isn't going well for you in games, you, you can't just immediately stop that. They've probably got something else yes. in production right now, kind of thing. So you can't just switch rails immediately. Sadly, not. No, they are, they are like. Generally speaking, multi-year yeah. things. They've made an awful lot of VR titles, though. Supermassive. They have, yeah, lately. So, but yeah, divided I, attention. Maybe if they're mm. making an Until Dawn two, how focused are they on it? Until Dawn two, Dawn harder. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> more uh, Dawnier. Michael asks another Life is Strange game is apparently being planned. What would you like to see from that? Personally, I would like the same town, uh, new people, and more time travel. I don't think you could have mm. more time travel with new people, though. No. Personally, because that's like a Max thing. Yeah. I don't know. Do we not think honestly. Max will be in season two, then? I'd imagine she will. Yeah, but did, I imagine really? it'll be Max. Yeah. But then the difficulty is where the, the players chose Bay or Bay, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they, they'd have to pick a continuity and stick with it. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's where some of these choice-based games may be you know, slightly fall down because when there is a sequel, you yeah. have to go, well, this is the canonical version. I don't or, give a or shit they what make you two, two stories. <laughs> or make two stories, yeah. yeah. Could, go, could go down that route. Uh, Evan Thompson asks, what video game realistically could be made into a movie and possibly win an Oscar? Remember the movie that uh, remember that the movie that just won Best Picture was a fish sex That's movie. That's a bit reductive, isn't it? A little bit. <laughs> I've been but... referring to it as the fish porn movie, though. So. Uh, you have, to be fair. Um, so you have... Uh, yeah, so what wins it? <laughs> Video game movie? Yeah. Oh, it would be fucking like The Last of Us or something. I don't know. It w- it's, it, like, it's well, really are they still making The Last of Us film? <laughs> Remember, oh yeah! Do you remember there they was talk of uh, Arya Stark that I can't remember Maisie Williams? She was going to be Ellie. Ellie, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to remember who I was. That was that. Um, maybe I'm getting confused now with rumor know. and speculation and reality. I thought <laughs> like that, Father um, Dougal, but I need that little picture of yeah. reality and dreams. <laughs> if I was casting that, I think Josh Brolin might be a good Joel. Actually, Josh Brolin. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, very good, yeah, very right. good shout, very yeah, good. Thanks, but like, thanks. did we not um, already get the Last of Us? It was called The Road. Yeah. Like, no, because <clears throat> the road was fucking boring. What about Maggie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger? That was kind of like it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was like the road. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> um, Uncharted, I would have thought, would be a good shout for a movie. To but win an Oscar? Well, they're still working oh, not to win on an Oscar. Side. No, oh, God, yeah, Apparently. not to. Yeah, but it's Tom Holland as a young Drake. No one wants that, do they? Well, what's that about? I don't know. Uh, James asks, what game or movie did you change your mind on after revisiting years later? So was there anything that at the time you went, not for me, or loved, and then went back and was like, ooh. So it's not necessarily positive. It can be either or. Actually, movies, I can name one. When I first saw Spinal Tap, I was like, what is this? Then I went back to it and it's like my favourite comedy movie at, now. At, at the time, did you think Fucking it was a documentary? Yeah, I was like, I, well, I just, I was like, why is this funny? I think I was like 15 though. I don't think I was old enough to appreciate it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, yeah, I really like, Spinal Tap is one of my go-to films. Yeah. So if I'm bored, I, I can love just it. be like, I know I will enjoy Spinal mm-hmm. Tap. Like that and um, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, those are great. great. Um, I don't know. Don't know. I generally kind of stick, I think. Yeah. I think, but Adam, you... I mean, well, I, I'm struggling to think as well. Like, I mean, obviously there are many because people's opinions change, which is yeah. a difficult thing on the internet. Like, people do think that your opinion must well, be your opinion for all time. I don't generally go back and watch that highlight when I was a kid. Yeah, do you know what I mean, I'm sure. Like, but then it's like, like, like that. Your opinion changes. Like something that resonates with you when you're seven may not when you're 27. Actually, when I first. Don't hate me, right? But when I first played Dragon Age Inquisition, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that good. Oh, I can understand but that. But that yeah. grew on me massively and ended, ended up really loving that Got game. Got to leave the hinterlands, bro. Mm. Well, exactly, yeah. Uh, Ashley, uh, he has two questions for us. Will VG Versus be coming back to, uh, to Video Gamer? And will Palace go down? Hoping for a positive answer on at least one of those. VG Versus might be. And will Palace go down? I mean, listen, Roy Hodgson's trying his best, but it's not looking great at the minute. But look, you could be West Brom. So, swings and roundabouts. And uh, one final question from Adam. He asks, how many Oscars will Del Toro be holding in Death Stranding? 
Oh yeah, we did th- say like when we were talking about this, you were like, "This is going to be well good for Hideo." Yeah, massively. Uh, like the man can go like starring Academy oh. Award winner. <laughs> yeah. How big is his role going to be in the game? Though, I don't do you know. Was, big or no? Well, maybe. Really? Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> was really sweet though because Coach, if you looked at his timeline uh, a few days ago, it was just him retweeting loads of uh, praise for um, Kumal uh, Nanjiani and um, uh, Del Toro. Because he just loves, he just he loves his friends, man. He does look over for his friends. In fairness, well, and Kumal Nanjani's been in games before, so maybe he was I in that Maybe part. he's right, going right, to yeah. be in yeah. Andromeda. He could get a role. Mm, quite possibly uh, so that just about does it for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast thank you very much dear listener for listening and if you want your opinion and comment and all the other things I said a while ago to be heard on the show you can do uh, that by emailing us podcast at videogamer.com and also if you want a little bit extra you can become a VGBG VIP uh, by heading to patreon.com forward slash video gamer and there you will get four monthly podcasts uh, extra Friday podcast and you will get a little bit extra on the end of every video gamer podcast and you will get it 24 hours earlier as well we will be doing the extra bit after this where we will be discussing how fucking hot it is in here exactly uh. um, you can also rate and review us on iTunes that would be wonderful five stars please thank you very much you can follow us on Twitter I am at Colin underscore Hearn Rich is at RichieWA2 and video gamers on Twitter Facebook Snapchat and Instagram at video gamer comedy YouTube YouTube.com forward slash video Gamer TV, but for all of your video gamer needs, just head to videogamer.com. And now it's time for my least favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show where we must bid the listener adieu. So say goodbye, Rich Walker. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Alice Bell. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Conor Mahern Sloan. Gafford. 